Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know that I'm excited that you're here this week with my guests and I. Now, as you listen to the show, I, I get it, right? When we hear the word sales, sometimes we freak out if we're changing jobs, changing, looking for more clients, whatever it is in your sales realm to help you with your communication, kind of a key skill when we talk about sales skills. In the show notes, you'll find my link to the communication style assessment, my gift to you. You will get two reports. One will spotlight just your natural communication superpowers, how your message is landing for the other person you're speaking with. Important to know, lean into that, build from there. Secondary report is your lowest score, which I feel is is even more impactful because it's how your message is landing for people who speak or communicate 180 degrees different than you. So again, link is in the show notes, my gift to you. I hope you find it useful. Now, my motivational quote, just to set the stage for the topic today, is by Nick Hass. And Nick says, you only have so many hours in a day. Let others make the money for you. You know, in my career in business, I always felt like, and I'm sure a lot of you feel this way, oh, no one could do or deliver or duplicate the job that I do. Well, our working life teaches us differently. And this quote, I felt nailed the topic for me. The reality is we just can't do it alone. And if we do it right by building just a high performing team behind us, man, oh man, the results will speak for themselves. And the, here's, here's the objective, right? Work less, make more, sign me up every day. So who is my amazing guest that we are going to discuss this make more work less kind of vibe? Her name is Chris Ward. And Chris is a good friend of mine. Um, she's the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And it's a whole philosophy that she's built her business around. Now, after losing her husband, Chris returned to her work as a marketing strategist full time. She was relieved that her business had not only survived her absence, but actually had grown. Now, Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by sharing the successful practices that allowed her to grow in her absence. Now, Chris has shared the stage with amazing people like Jack Canfield, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Kevin Harrington from the Shark Tank, one of the original Shark Tank dudes, Sharon Lecter, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad co-author, and Joe Theismann, we all know, NFL All-Star, and of course, now commentator. And that's just to name a few. So Chris is an acclaimed podcaster, and you can hear her podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day, covering various t- uh, business topics so you can get to your next level of win. Uh, please help me welcome Chris to the show. So Chris, thanks for being on. Oh, I would, anytime. I would talk to you all day, Connie. I'm thrilled <laughs> to be here. I know. We have too much fun when we talk, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> hey, business should be fun as well as we're learning, right? Learn, learning, support, and growing. business should support your life, not consume it. And it most definitely should be fun. Absolutely. All right. So of course, you know, my first question, when should we start to build a team, especially if we have new people, new entrepreneurs or or, um, new leaders, when is it the best time to start? So first of all, team is a powerful word. And what I want people to understand, it's not a number, it's a philosophy. So you can have one VA and that be a team, right? And you can have five, six people and not really have a team. So it's really the philosophy we teach when we find higher on board for our clients and we put the VA through a leadership program. So that's a whole thing in its own. And really, when should you hire? I would say 
day one. And if you didn't, okay, then today's the day, right? Yeah. You absolutely, the time when you don't want to work crazy hours, when you want to be highly productive, when you want to be focused on the real work, when you don't want to be caught up in all the pre and post work and the admin work that has nothing to do with your zone of excellence or the service you deliver. And when you want to have more impact with more people, provide more services, make more money and work less hours. If any of that sounds attractive to you, that's when you should hire. Yeah. And, and you helped me with that. If you, when we first met, I, I was a hot mess, Chris. <laughs> I had all of these great things that I had created and I was doing and I was successful in spite of that need to control everything. And as soon as you helped me shift my philosophy, mindset, all those things, it, it, I was able to breathe. I, I stopped working weekends because I was yeah. ultimately working seven days a week, if you remember. And so changing that philosophy. And here's the, here's the more important piece of that. Um, Chris, I think it, and I'll talk from my own personal experience. Of course, it freed my mind from the admin crap of deadlines you got to do. And did you send that out? And did you upload that? And it, it was, I was so inundated with thinking about that stuff. That when I came time to create, do a video, teach, whatever, I was literally exhausted. So my zone of genius was being put to the test, borderline exhaustion because of all the admin stuff where I could have hired someone to do that. So that shift of when should I do it? And I love what your answer is now, today. If you haven't, do it now um, because it really does create that scalability of working less, making more. Um, and it's so easy. So, you know, that was my experience. And you know what? That's the experience of all my clients, really, because here's the other thing. You had been in business a long time and the people I serve, that's the thing. They look really good on paper. They look successful, but they're working way too many hours at this point in their journey. So are you getting it done? You kind of think you are, but to your point, that's a powerful point is people think hiring someone is going to take more work and I have to train them. They can't do what I do and all this stuff. Well, you're following the parentified thing we've all been inundated with in the corporate world. You become a manager, you supervise, you know, people beneath you, and that becomes your full-time job. And it's a whole thing, right? And also because you're set up, you, I think you had hired before working with me as well. And then, so what happens is the setup is you throw a bunch of work at someone like a task puppet. And then when they get it done, they come to you and they need more because you're not set up for this. And so then they feel like interruption to like, I'm over here trying to get stuff done. And now you ran out of work. I got to find you more work. And you know, the tail's wagging the dog. And so that's where we talk about, you you know, we taught you how to do scrum meetings and we talk about how to use your calendar and, and super toolkits and all those things. You're right. Set you and whoever you're working with up so that you can always increase the bandwidth on your calendar and get to the next project. Because if you wrote one book, you want to write three. If you spoke on one stage, you want to do more. Whatever it is, the whole idea to get through your current project is it's only going to create more work. Like when I wrote my book, When the Hour, When the Day, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is done. It's done. It was like, this should be a parade. It's done. But then I needed to promote it and go on podcasts and pitch podcasts. And that's more work, right? So we always want to have the bandwidth to do that. And you can't do it if you're running around without a team. Absolutely. You know, what's funny is you were describing that. I remember when I started in sales, you know, over 40 years ago now, and um, I'm dating myself, right, Chris? She must, anyway, okay, you must just start as selling in grade yeah. two. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. I came She's out of the counting womb those selling. popsicle years. I sold popsicles <laughs> in the schoolyard. Yeah. You're crazy. 
interesting though, I saw other people, um, right. Cause you learn by, by observing as well from people who are much more senior than I was, you know, they had been in the insurance and, and financial industry for 20 years and they were making phone calls or they had their spouse go get licensed so they can make phone calls. So I, I mean, I was a kid. What did I know? But I hired someone. I interviewed and hired someone. She was excellent on the phone so that I could then have her make the phone calls because where was I making my money? Yeah. Being out, talking to people, meeting people, getting referrals, right? Building my business. <clears throat> and that was a game changer back then. So now, isn't it funny? We're talking about the exact same philosophy, concept, whatever you want to call this, right? Um, But fast forward, why didn't I do that with my business? Isn't that fascinating? So I had learned that skill or that philosophy young, and then I forgot about it, you know, being in corporate, right? Because it's exactly right. We're trained in corporate. You have a team, support your team. You do your work, right? Usually you're in meetings if you're a leader. And then they're, you know, the, the minions, if you will, that you're, you're, you're uh, supporting are the ones doing the work. Um, we could be so much more efficient um, with this, with this philosophy. So it's just so interesting how you have these reflections. Yeah. But the thing is when you start your own business and people say this all the time, it's like, this is my, it's like my baby. I'm like, listen, have you ever had, have you ever had a baby? Have you seen people with babies? They get all the help they can get. There's daycares or school. They're happy to ship that baby off. Right? So you get this false sense that you're the only one can do stuff. And even if you're, you know, have this really unique zone of genius, there's always pre and post work, right? And so, and also I would say to you, you probably thought, okay, great. That was a corporate world. I could afford that, but now I can't afford help. It's my, it's my business. Well, first of all, you know, we're looking at five, six US dollars an hour for a VA that's incredibly talented. And you can definitely afford that. If you can afford coffee, you can afford that. And you don't need them full time, especially in the beginning, right? We never start them off full time. But the other thing that I would really lean into is here's a quick example. I had a client came, uh, when she start, first started working with us and she's an interior designer. And she's like, Chris, you don't understand. I go into the room, I see stuff. Yes, I'm trained, but like, I, I, I have to do it. I have to see it. And her average appointment was two hours. And mm. of course, like everyone else, she said, my, this is a unique situation. You don't understand. So we looked at her appointments and I don't care if you're a brain surgeon, there's always pre and post work. And so we looked at the forms that she thought through asking questions, she had to sit there and blah, blah, blah. Well, we were able to get her appointments down to about 45 minutes. And not only did it allow her to be much more energized and focused when she was there, because all the admin stuff had been done, but she quickly moved to then having all her staging or design appointments in the morning. And she started speaking on really large stages and working with like being an MC for some events like HGTV and all kinds of stuff that she would have never had the opportunity to do so just by making that one shift. And again, she thought, you don't understand my situation is unique. Yeah. Yeah. Good is the enemy of great. When things are going well, we think that's good. As soon as things go bad, we make a change. But what if good could go to great, right? We forget that piece of the puzzle um, where we can work less and obviously make more. What do you think the biggest myth is about team building that you hear from your clients once you show them the way, right? 
I think I know for me many years ago, I thought that, well, once I got to a certain level, I could then afford a team. Hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you have to climb the mountain. And it's like, well, when I get there, that's how, you know, these big people we admire. It's like, oh, they have a team. They can afford a team. Well, they would have never got to where they are without a team. You hear any success story in the world whatsoever about anything. And it always starts off with, you know, two people in a garage or whatever. They had someone, they had someone. And now there's simply just no excuse. We're talking incredibly affordable resources internationally. It's awesome, right? So I think the big myth is thinking it's going to take you more time. And a lot of people come to me, they've tried it and failed. And that's because they weren't set up correctly. You know, again, back to the task puppet. So you you need a really basic setup so that then you're not struggling with, you know, what I call the biggest mistakes in hire, building a team. And one of them is uh, dumping, delegating, and dismissing. You're dumping mm. stuff on them, mm. and then they just go busy work and come back to you. You're delegating. Delegating is a lateral move. The work still comes through you. You have to have things in play where they have independence and can work on that. Mm. And then you're dismissing them as the expert that they are by just using them as a task puppet. Mm. So that's a big one there. Also, I really want to mention this because this isn't talked about enough. Now that the world is sort of coming awake with the power and potential of VAs and the affordabilities for entrepreneurs, and it's an amazing time to be in business, be cautious. There's a lot of agencies out there. And the agencies, if you listen to my show, I've interviewed a couple of the VAs that worked with us and things like that. Um, and what happens is the agencies make you sign the, the VA sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. So you might be paying that agency 10, 11 bucks an hour. And I will back up for a second and tell you that they will just assign someone to you. You're still not set up for it. It's not going to work. And it doesn't. I deal with clients all the time. Like, oh, I've been through my third person. I'm in a six month contract with the agency. It's not working. VAs don't work because they're just throwing somebody at you. It's kind of like me sending a chef to your house. Connie saying, this is an international acclaimed chef and they show up and they're serving French cuisine. And you're like, my husband's a barbecue person. Like it doesn't matter how good they are. You're not set up for this. Right. That's right. So you're paying the agency all this fee. The VA is not getting it. And, and they sign NDA. So they can't tell you that. And it's just a flawed, it's, it's just a very, it's just a horrible system. So be mindful of that. We do it for our clients when they start working with us mostly, and we're not an agency. We don't pay them. The pay doesn't come through us. You pay them directly, but we do it just because we don't want the clients to have that learning curve. We will teach you how to hire others on your own, but we just want to get to it because you need that person to do the other things that we're going to implement. But the, the dismissing, delegating and dumping are the big mistakes. And it's so interesting, Chris, because it, it, and I agree with you 100% because I'm constantly approached by these VA agencies. Hey, we have these VAs. Um, you know, we can, we can, you know, pony them up for you. And I think, no, I'm good. I have my VA. So it's interesting because l- let me just share now to build on what you just said, personal experience. My VA I got through Chris. I've had her three years. She is more than a VA. She has become my partner in crime, if you will. Um, She comes to the table with ideas. She handles all the tech for me. I send her stuff now, Chris, and I think, oh, this I I like the idea of this. What do you think? Come back with a business plan for me. Let me know if you think we can use it with my stuff. Or can you investigate this AI? Is it useful or not? 
I don't even waste my time reading it anymore. I don't have the time. She vets it out. She knows what my business is. She knows what I'm like. She knows what my zone of genius is and she knows what her strengths are. So, so all of that helps. The other thing I just wanted to comment on, you trained her, you onboarded her. I think we started with five hours initially or 10 hours a week and you were guiding me on what to start to give her and how to build that relationships through the meetings and stuff like that. And now three years later, she truly has become a partner. The other piece of the puzzle, though, Chris, that was important for me is not only did you help me guess, get the VA and educate her and bring her up to speed. I didn't have to do a thing other than communicate with her with what my objectives were. You had me, you know, through the group coaching and all of those things that I participated in personally, where you helped me shift my mindset of, oh, that's another thing I could give my VA because Mm -hmm. you, you, it's not just one conversation with Chris and you get the VA and you go off to the races. There's so many moving parts and there's so much capacity within what you're building with that person, but Mm -hmm. you need to change your mindset. You need, I needed to educate myself because I didn't know what I didn't know. So that was another, I felt like it was a two prong approach with you, Chris, where you, I felt safe because I knew that you were vetting the VA out and, and, and onboarding them and what have you. But on the flip side, I felt like you were having me meet them halfway with what you were teaching me because I had deficits as, and I'm a good leader, but I've, I never had a, a VA before, right? So I had never had a VA for my business before. It was a whole different trajectory of when I had employees and my corporate job. It's different. It's just very different. Yeah. And you brought up a couple really good points. I feel like me and all my clients say this too, is I feel like I have peers. So I come to my scrum meetings in the morning with my team and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. And they're like, well, we could do it this way and that way. And I really get to flush out ideas. I'm not presenting as this is what we're doing. And, and okay, they might have a few token thoughts. No, I am surrounded by, I am clearly the dumbest person in the room when I meet with my team. And I'm fine with that. I was like, I make a joke that I'm like, if this was a board, like a public company, they would have me out because they're all smarter than me now. Right. So for sure, you really get to lean on your team instead of this whole parentified way we're used to in the corporate world, which you spoke to that you're saying, well, I thought I was a good leader. But how you lead in the corporate world is very different than what you're looking for when it's your own business and you're building a team. And the team is going to be very different than what you saw in the corporate world. And I think to your point is it wasn't about mindset. I was giving you different strategies that were – once you put – the that's a thing. Everyone hears about – Systems and processes, and we have the super toolkit. Systems and processes are, you know, usually very static in nature. They're not written by the end user. They're just there to cover liability. And people think, oh, I don't want that because they, as an employee, they had these silly things that they were choked by and like, oh, we have to do this way, this way, even though it's been outdated for five years and the corporate doesn't know what they're doing where the super toolkits are breathing documents that constantly allow you to have more and more bandwidth on your calendar. And they're just always evolving. And so those things that we put in play, those very basic infrastructure for you gave you so much more freedom. And you're right to your point is then when you sit down to do work that's important, you you don't feel like your brain has been through the paper shredder. You are there's no reason why you cannot start work refreshed and leave fresh. A hundred percent and not work nine, nine hour, 90 no. hours a week. Right. I wanted to share one more thing. So I have one client, um, 
been working with them for a while now. And in one of our meetings, it was a group, they, they do my video workbook and then we do group coaching, right? And so we're in the coaching and uh, so it's very hands-on. And I said to the group, I said, we're building an infrastructure for you, right? We're building a database of questions. We're building, um, you know, the value statement template, right? You have that. You're going to a networking event that has only attorneys in it, right? Centers of influence of attorneys. It's different than when you met with your client. It's a different value statement or, or at a networking event where it's all small business owners, right? So when I, and I said to them, we have to systematize everything we're doing. Yes, sales is, is, is having communication and all these soft skills. But you have to have a system in place yeah. so that we can infrastructurally build it up. And now you have a new employee coming in. You're building a culture. Great. You have a new employee coming in. Now I'm the manager with that new employee. I have the infrastructure built where I could say, okay, we're going to work on open-ended questions this week. Here's some really dynamic perfected open-ended question that we've rinsed, repeated, they work. And here's where I want you to learn instead of saying to the employee, so I'm going to teach you what an open-ended question is. And then we're going to develop some for you to use. We have the templates there. So now if it's a younger person versus somebody like you and I, Chris, right, where we're a little more seasoned, they're not going to say like, oh, it was lovely meeting you. They might say, hey, it was really awesome meeting you. So the template is there of the messaging, but you have to make it yours. So we can build that infrastructure. So systematize everything. And when I said that, the one executive said, I never even thought about that. What, how else can we use these systems in other areas that happen to be a bank, right? In, in the bank. So this systemization, once you, once you have the, you call them the super toolkits, right? So once you have what that pre and post looks like, right? Of the pre planning for a business development meeting, post after the mm -hmm. business development meeting, and all of that is systematized. Man, oh man, am I working smarter, not harder? And one last thing I want to talk about. I did a business development class that happened to be for the same client uh, at the about October last year. Anyway, we, we went through it and I said to them, you realize that business development, 90% is preparation. Mm -hmm. And everybody looked at me when we, by the end of the class, they, they were like, you're crazy, right? By the end, they were like, holy crap. I could get all of that done. I could get all of that systematized. So now instead of saying you got to do more business development, now you've and you've empowered me because you've taken time that now I really can go do more business development because all this other stuff has been systematized. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant model. It's yeah, it's a total framework. And what happens is then you're giving your best self all the time because you know the, I had a strategy call with someone. We offer free strategy calls all the time please sign up because you get a lot of wins. You get like, you just get so excited by the things I can show you in a short period of time and they're free. Why not take that and work on that? But then the follow-up with that is, you know, here we we're giving her our best self. Hey, you might want to watch this or you might want to read this PDF and we're picking it from our best. And then it's just, you know, my team sends it out. It's great. And so it's done. And I know that I'm giving them my absolute best. And to your point as well, Connie, a lot of my clients, what they find is you're right with the super toolkits and we, we teach you how to run your team and your scrums and all this other stuff is then they pass that knowledge off to their clients. And then they look like the hero because it, you know, I deal with service-based businesses. So you now get to say, Hey, look how smart I am. I'm going to help you save time because I know how to do that. Right. So it really does make for so much more freedom and so much more earning potential and so many less hours because, you know, there's no reason you can't be working school hours. 
Agree. And it's funny too, because now you're showing up. You're right. They, like, he was like, wait, I never thought of it that way. And so, but I share, I say, Hey, listen, I learned this. We're always learning. So I'm always, I'm always evolving. So you, as my client, you're always getting the best of me because as yeah. I improve or I see something, even if it, it doesn't help me, but I know it's going to help you. I'm constantly learning and sharing because to me, that's, I don't want to be just the consultant or the trainer, right? I want to be your partner so that together we can amplify and grow, um, right. And have each other's back and whatever it is where they give me refer, whatever, whatever it is. Let so me I, jump in. Cause what's yeah. happening is you're not trying to keep up Connie. Because you have that framework and because it's so easy and you have the bandwidth for creativity and you have the freedom and you're not burnt out, then you are always going to be over delivering more and more because you're not doing that thing that you were doing before everybody else is still doing where you're just trying to keep up. I'm just trying to keep up. And I've had people and say, if you can own it and admit it, because I'll tell people, you may look and say, I want my business to grow. I, I need more money. And you're like, but you really, you have to speak to your soul. Can you handle more business? Or do you know when you get that client that pays you that somebody else is going to be annoyed at you in the next few weeks because you're dropping the ball? So you're no longer trying to keep up. You have the the freedom and the enjoyment and the capacity to be constantly improving because you're building on your success. And one other thing too, I want to comment on, you were saying about the VAs before. We are, and you kept using, you know, their expertise. But we are truly in a global COVID. I mean, as bad as it was for certain things, it it really taught the human race a lot. And it really started to impact our global economy. But us as individuals, you're in Canada, right? I'm in, I'm in uh, Jersey in, in the United States. So we have this, the depth of, of knowledge and capability and access is greater because now my VA, right? She's 23. She's in the, she's in the Philippines. She's, you know, a bazillion miles away from me. But what she sees and what she hears in her culture is now impacting my business. And I mean that in a good way, right? Yeah. So there's such expansiveness with this global market now because the talent out there isn't just, well, I need a, I need an assistant in New Jersey because I live in New Jersey. Yes. There's a whole world that I could tap into. Um, and that, Think about the zones of genius out there. Um, the innovation becomes uh, exponential and a heck of a lot easier to get there. I just wanted to comment on that. I meant to mention that before. Well, that's a really good point. And I know you're a hockey mom. So what yeah. I would say to you is if you're going to pick a team for hockey, would you rather them be local or would you rather pick the best players around the globe? Which one do you want to take to the competition? So you are so right. You don't then are limited just by your local you know, capacity and you then don't have to give some many extra hours, which often when you go into a store or a service and you know you don't get the customer service you want, what happens is somebody's had to hire someone like say back in the day, you know, it's like, oh, I need a video editor to do my videos, but I only have like four hours a week. So then you start giving them something else because no one's gonna, you're not going to get a commitment from them for four hours a week. So you're like, well, I got to give them more hours. So then you start getting them to do other things that are not what they love to do. And so then their skill set gets diluted. You're paying them for things that they don't want to do and they're not doing it well. And so that really, as I say that though, be mindful when I talk about teams, I, to me, a big team a big team is like four or five people. Yeah, so you yeah. don't need a whole bunch of other things. At Most of my clients need one or two, right? Social media and a VA person. Yep. And you can do an incredible amount with that. Absolutely. I have one more question because we're almost out of time, but what are the three Ds and why are they so important? Okay. You know your, you, you know your stuff. Okay. 
So the three Ds are damaged overhead, delayed income, and diminished opportunity. And when you don't have a team, damaged uh, sorry, damn, 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 oh my God, I can't talk. Ah, oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> Damage overhead is you are the most expensive overhead in your business. And you don't realize that because you think I, I have to do it all. And so what you're doing is what you're not bringing in business. So if you had to, if you could sell your service, even for say something simple math, like $100, then how many things are you not bringing in at $100 when you're doing the busy work, right? Right. And then we talk about delayed income. Well, let's talk about a customer that you could have had in January and you didn't get till June. How much money did you lose there? And if they could have given you one referral. That's and right. then the p- most painful of it all when you're trapped in the web of admin is diminished opportunity. And diminished opportunity is like, oh, Connie, I wish I'd known you did that. I just signed up with somebody. We're committed for the year. And because you're just so busy in the busy work with your head down trying to keep up, you're not out there in your zone of genius building out the business. And so that those are the three Ds that people just don't talk about enough. And you said it, you know, before I met you, it was for my whole career. I mean, this is just how I'm wired, I think. And and I just want to ask you one more question about the... um quiz you created because I loved it. But just really briefly, when my life, it was the nose to the grindstone, work harder, work harder, work harder. And then, you know, meeting you again, I don't work weekends anymore. I I pretty much Mondays are my catch up days. So I sometimes take it off, whatever, right? So I'm working so much less and I'm making so much more um, because I'm able, not because I'm just upcharging everything because I have more clients because now I have more bandwidth. Um, but I never forget what I was going to say. I forget what I was. Oh, the diminishing returns. I think yeah. it was about the diminishing returns. So what, what, what happens by meeting you and me shifting just my whole business model? Um, I am doing so much more. I'm meeting so much more. So instead of my nose to the grindstone, and if you're not watching the video, you're on Apple, I'm putting my head down. When you're looking down, you're not looking up. So yeah. how many opportunities over that, you know, 19 years did I miss? Because it was a nose to the grindstone, not looking up and saying, well, I know all of that admins taking what opportunities are here, new opportunities um, that are, are right in front of my face. So how much opportunity did I miss for yeah. that first 19 years? That makes my, my brain want to hurt and explode, by the way. Um, last thing, the quiz. Tell them about the quiz and then we'll share what we are. <laughs> Okay. So after working with so many entrepreneurs, I really noticed a pattern that they fell into one of five categories, right? So we've got this quiz in the free gift from Chris.com, free G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Check it out. People tell me all the time, oh my gosh, Chris, you just got right inside my head. And so we're all a little bit of a lot of personalities, but there's going to be one that's predominant. So we talk about being a Russiaholic, focus-itis. There's a whole bunch of different things in there. And I would encourage you, a perfectionizer, I would encourage you because there's strengths and weaknesses to each one. And there's a superpower, but there's also things that you have to go over. So I am what I call a recovering Russiaholic. And I thought that speed was my superpower. I got a lot done. I moved quickly. Get out of my way. You might even notice I talk fast, but (laughs) I, but I have really slowed down, but I thought that was my strength. And I did not realize I was skimming over things. Everything was a rush. The adrenaline was always going. It didn't allow for deep thought or focus. I didn't understand the details I was missing. And I also 
wasn't the, I wasn't bringing an enjoyable energy to the room that I was entering. And I will tell you, in case you ever wonder, you know, Evan, who works with me, I said this once, and it does not work when you ask somebody to speak quicker. They do not warm up to that. So I was always on this, like, go, go, go. You're talking too slow. Let's go. Right. And I thought that was how I was helping my business. And it was, it was my weak point. And so understanding your power personality and how to work around it, hugely helpful. And so I took the quiz, guys, and I know you're going to be shocked. I, too, am a recovering Russian holic. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's why I love you, Chris. And <laughs> it's funny because what you described, and Evan is a delight. You know, I, I love him. And he um, is so calm compared to us. But here's the thing. Think about what you said. Talk faster. We yeah. can turn people off. Think, I am not working with that maniac, right? Yeah. So instead of being a great boss, right, or a great leader or whatever, we are actually diminishing the value that we give ourselves, but the value that we put on other people and without realizing it, like, oh, I love Evan. Well, he felt like, you know, I'm putting him down because I'm rushing through everything and he thinks, well, I just blew another meeting. So it's that internal talk. We think we're doing great and it's a superpower. Meanwhile, the re the havoc we're leaving, the wake of destruction behind us is just, it's not okay. You know, it's just not okay. No. And so like for focus, I just, you know, you really have a laser like focus and that's fantastic, but you have to know where to point the laser. So there's definitely strengths to each one and how you lean into those strengths will empower you. Yeah. So here's the deal. If you have questions for Chris directly, email her, Chris Ward at winthehourwintheday.com. Website, check it out, winthehourwintheday.com. Uh, and the big bonus gift for you is free gift from Chris. Chris is with a K, by the way, yeah. dot com. I will put all of that in the show notes. Please go take the quiz. Um, check out all the cool stuff that Chris has. Trust me. This will change your life. And oh, by the way, even because I have a lot of corporate, right? Chris, you know, I play in the corporate world. Yeah. Um, All my corporate peeps out there, check out Chris's stuff. Trust me. She can streamline, help you build a real dynamic team. Even if you already have a team in place, there's so many remarkable uh, tools and resources, and it's probably still worth having a conversation with Chris. She's brilliant. Um, listen, man, this is not her first rodeo either. And, uh, she, she, you've dialed in. And it's funny because, you know, after your, your husband had passed and your business had grown, you had foundationally built so many beautiful things. And now, man, you've just amplified since then and just have refined and refined and refined. And now you're just spreading the word and sharing the wealth with everyone. So I'm honored to have you in my life, my friend, you know that, you know, I love you. Um, and I really hope that people reach out to you because you're, you are a needed resource. And I'm just going to say in business period, not just for entrepreneurs. We have corporate corporate clients clients. as well. And I'll say one more thing. Thank you for all your kind words. You're just a, you light up any room. You're such a fantastic human being, business person. And I've learned so much from you, but because you are so special for your audience, we also put in the free gift from chris.com, we put free audio version of my book. So grab it quickly because it's not going to be there very long. So the free audio version of my book is in there for you, Connie. I love it. Thank you so much. And I'm going to, I'm going to download it. Even though I read the book, I'm still going (laughs) to download it. 
Chris, as always, just a delight to have you on. Thank you for sharing so much wisdom. And thank you for sharing a different perspective. I think people feel defeated sometimes when yeah. we don't know a better way or we don't know another option. We feel defeated. And I think you've shined some light on on several different aspects of business, corporate, whatever, leader, for leaders, really, um, whether I'm leading a business or I'm leading a team in an organization. Um, I just think there's so much value here and so much depth of of knowledge, information, help, right? There's a lifeline. You have a lifeline in Chris. Um, tap into it, grab onto it. Um, thank you again, Chris. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you've been listening to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. Here's the deal, everybody. Chris gave you several tips. I shared my own personal story and my pivots that I made after meeting uh, Chris. Information's beautiful, and I hope you learned from it. Yay! If you do nothing with that information, mm-hmm. it just sits in your brain. Take one tip. Don't try to take 10. Take one tip. Apply it into your life, your professional life in some, and maybe even your personal life in some way. And trust me, with, with action comes reaction, which comes magic mm-hmm. at the back end. We are here to shine our light brightly. Please do so and use the tools that Chris has provided, the conversation we've provided. Go back and listen to the show again if you need to. Um, but tap into Chris. Trust me, she's a gem. You, you, it'll change your life. Take action, everybody. I love you all. I will see you next week. And you know I am honored that you're on this journey of changing your sales game with me. Um, I'll see you next week. I love you, everybody. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.